Good morning, International Christian Fellowship online campus. You see, I have this sign that says smile because today is a great day for you to smile and remember that God has a great word for you. We're so glad you decided to join our service online. I pray that you'll enter into worship. I pray that you'll receive from the ministry of the word. And in the end, I pray that you will make a new commitment for this week and the coming weeks that you will follow the Lord, you will listen to the Lord, and you will live for him with a smile on your face. Enjoy the service. Amen. Let's give God another praise. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for entering into worship. Thank you for opening your heart to the Lord. It is a good day to live for Jesus. Amen? It is a good day to live for Jesus. And today we're finishing April completely convinced of his supremacy. But we're not finishing. I want you to think about that we're building on something every month. Amen? Our theme, complete in him who is over all, covers every situation in your life. Every circumstance, every person, everything, every resource, I am complete in him who is over all. So this morning, as I said, we're going to have a time of prayer at the end, and I want you to come for prayer. This is the altar area. This is that safe place where we can gather. We will still wear our mask and our face shields and honor some, you know, social a little bit. We don't need to, but we will in the prayer so you feel comfortable. But I want us to get comfortable at the altar. Amen? I want us to get comfortable in that place of sacrifice. Amen? That's what it is. It says, I'm stepping out and I'm stepping into this area that's holy ground where I've sensed the presence of the Lord and I felt his tug on me and now I'm going to, to do something. I'm going to activate that. So we welcome our online campus. Let's, can we give a really big loud? You got to be really loud. Yay! <laughs> we welcome you online campus. We're so glad you're with us. And we're so thankful that we have multiple ways of worshiping. Amen? We can worship in first service, second service, online, Wednesday night, in the Connect to Grow and Lead and Serve classes in between the two services. Make yourself available of these ways of growing in the Lord. Everybody say grow. Online, I want you to type, I want to grow. I want to grow. Because a plant that stops growing and stops blooming and stops being watered and refreshed, what happens to it? It dies, right? It shrivels up. But here's what God does. I have flowers and plants at my house. And I love them. And there's one in particular in a very big pot that has been there for a very long time. But, you know, over the last two or three months, I kind of didn't water it so good. But it's still there. There's some deep, deep, deep roots in this very big plant. And what I noticed is the minute I begin to water it, tend it, it begins to, I can see these little tiny blooms of flowers getting ready to come out on this plant that is very old. It's been at my house the whole time I've been there. So today, I want to ask you this question. If you are completely convinced, what will you do? Hmm. I want you to think about it. 
It's not enough to say I'm completely convinced, so I'll go to church. I'm completely convinced, so I'll dance with the offering. What will you do with your life if you are completely convinced in him? We had a powerful Resurrection Sunday. Can we just give a hand to everybody online and on campus that participated? It was incredible. Everyone looked so beautiful in every age group. It was fantastic. And today, when I want to say to you, I have like a one word to answer that question. What will you do? Convinced equals obedience. Say obedience. I asked you to say, I will grow. I'm asking you, will you say to God today, I will obey? If I obey, I have to listen to his word, to his Holy Spirit when it's moving. I don't just say, oh, thanks for saying hi to me, Jesus. I listen to what is he saying, and I obey his word. Being completely convinced and activating his power in your life is directly linked to obedience. I want you to think about it. I'm bringing this message that the Lord has had on my heart for several weeks. What do we do with the belief that he is supreme? Do we keep living the fleshly life? Yielding to temporary desires instead of listening to God's eternal format for our life? I want to ask you again because it's something the Lord has been pressing on me. As your pastor, I want to pray for you. I want you to walk in victory. I want you to see answered prayers. But complete equals obedience. And there's nothing I can do about your disobedience to God. You have to do that. You have to adjust that. And when you say to God, I love you, I worship you, but I'm going to do my life the way I want to do it. That is not obedience to his word. Alex said, and I don't believe Alex got my notes today, when we yield to the Holy Spirit, Jesus sacrificed. He obeyed what God said. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to go to the cross. He could have saved all of us without going to the cross. He could have had a different way of doing it. But if Jesus yielded in obedience to Abba Father and said in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus, I'm leaving the convenience of my heavenly mansion. And I'm going to go to this earth that's dirty and people are stinking up the place with their behavior. I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be hurt and abused. But Lord, I am going to obey you. Amen. I know this is one of those messages. I prayed about it, but I said, God, I want people to get prayers answered. But you can't. God is not a candy store where you just say, I like you, Jesus, today, so can you give me healing for my sickness? Woohoo! I'm not healed. I'm not sick anymore. Or, God, I gave you a token offering. Hear me. I gave you a token offering, and so, Lord, thank you. You gave me a promotion at work. Thank you, Lord. Check the box. What if God gave you a promotion at work so you would give more than a token? So that you would give generously, 
freely in obedience to the Lord. Our verse this month talks about how to reign supreme over the enemy. Colossians 2.15 says, Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them. You might need to turn me down just a little bit, sorry. Public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. All the armies, all the enemies, he made a public spectacle. I tell you what, the enemy thought he could send COVID into the world and all the Christians would run away. And what happened? As Christians, we rose up, amen? And we said, no, COVID will not stop my worship, amen? COVID will not stop me coming into God's house. COVID will not stop me serving the Lord. Amen? Come on. So if I'm convinced, I obey. It's that simple. And I want you to think about it and think about it and be prepared to say, God, I want something different in my life. And therefore, I'm going to serve you in a different way. The challenge You may say these things. The challenge is too powerful, Pastor Jen. I can't do it on this planet. Well, Colossians 2.15 says he disarmed the powers. So all the powers that try to come against you to stifle your walk with Christ, he disarmed those on that empty cross, amen, and that empty tomb. You may say to me, they'll mock me. They'll reject me. They'll laugh at me. It says he triumphed over all of that mockery and rejection. How? Not in the natural way. He didn't fist pump them in the face. He did it by sacrifice. He triumphed over all that rejection and mockery by sacrifice. You may say to me, I can't do it. And I'll say to you, you're absolutely right. (laughs) But he can. And last week, Beverly said, he can and he does. I do and he did. Amen? Amen? He is and he does. You may say, It's not what I wanted. And I say to you, it's what he wants. You say, God, I want you to bless me. God, I want you to walk in favor with me. And God says, I'm going to have you walk through this valley because I want people to know that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Amen? So this morning, this is a personal message, but it is a message I feel for us. If we are to be a light in our world, we cannot live like the world. Hear me. If we are to be a light in our world, we cannot live like the world. There has to be something different in our obedience to Jesus Christ. Amen? So I want to tell you about these two gardens and these two men. I want you to imagine this beautiful garden, an English garden, flourishing with colors. Cherry said in her announcement for the women, we're going to bloom in whether it's petunias or gardenias, yellow roses, white carnations, pink chrysanthemums. I want you to imagine every color you could imagine. I want you to imagine saturation on your phone being all the way at the max. And the garden is the ultimate of colors. Heavy with, with fruit. It's the perfect place to stroll and feel the presence of God. Can you imagine that kind of garden? That's the kind of garden 
that God made in the Garden of Eden. And he made a man and a woman to be in that garden and to experience the beauty of life. And they just had to do one thing, obey Father God. You see, you can hardly imagine that this place would be a place where God would actually host two epic battles. Eden was a beautiful garden created by the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth. But this beautiful existence was short-lived as the serpent caused Eve to question. Mm. He caused the woman to question God's command. You don't really have to obey that one, Eve. That one doesn't really apply to you. That's not really literal. That's sort of like symbolic. God wasn't really meaning don't do that when he said don't do that. The first battle in that exquisite setting was mankind's choice to obey God or go their own way. And they chose the latter. And we all know the consequences that we face because of their sin. The Bible's very clear. There's some things we face as women because of Eve's disobedience. Adam was an innocent. He was there. He chose to disobey as well. But the ripple effect happened for generation after generation after generation. If I would have been Eve and I would have known that my disobedience in that moment to just eat a piece of fruit, there's nothing wrong with fruit, that it would affect my grandchildren in 2022, would I do it? I'm asking you today, maybe it's just a piece of fruit but God is saying, I'm calling you to be different. And it's not just for you. It's for the generations that are co going to come after you, should Jesus tarry, before he brings us all back. Amen? Now, there was another garden and another man and another choice. Gethsemane was the scene of another battle of the will. As Jesus entered to pray, we always think about Gethsemane as dark and with no leaves, but it was a garden, the garden of Gethsemane. It had to be beautiful. And here is Jesus, the Son of God. His mission from the Father was clear. He entered to pray before the betrayal and the crucifixion. And in his humanity, because he came as a man, he did agonize over his decision. He said, oh God, Father, if this, if this cup could pass from me, could you please just let it pass from me? I, I, Lord God, Father, Abba, we don't really need to do it this way. But then something in Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for others. In another garden, in one garden, God's plan for mankind was forfeited through disobedience. And in another garden, God's good plan for mankind was redeemed through obedience. See, we have the power of Jesus in our life to walk in redemption, in the redeeming love of Jesus. And so today, I also just want to point out a couple things to you from Jonah. You know Jonah, that guy that got eaten by a whale, a big old fish? Because he did what? 
disobeyed. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I do not want to be inside the belly of a big old fish in the sea. I like to be in a boat with my life jacket and I can feel the fresh air. I don't want to be inside the belly of that nasty fish because I disobeyed. So think about it. Jonah was a reluctant messenger. Given a message, mission he found unpleasant. He chose to run away from God rather than obey him. And like Jonah, sometimes we find ourselves wanting to turn and run. But it is better to obey God than to defy him. It is better to obey God than to defy him. Often, in spite of our defiance, God in his mercy gives us another chance. Aren't you thankful for more chances? I'm so thankful that 70 times 7 he forgives me. I'm so thankful that he puts up with my emotions and my mood swings and my mistakes. He's Abba. He is not asking me to obey, to punish me. He is asking me and you to obey, to protect us, to preserve us. Even more than that, to preserve his honor. To preserve his glory. I want you to hold your hands out like this for just a minute. If you're on chat, you could maybe put a picture of hands. You, as a child of God, carry the glory of God with you everywhere you go. I want you to imagine. You walk into a place where there's a whole bunch of people and they're not all loving Jesus and they're not all serving Jesus. And you're tempted to go in the ways of the world I want you to think about it. What do you have to do? Well, either I'm going to carry that glory into that darkness and something's going to shift in the atmosphere that I wasn't expecting because it's not my expectations. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Or I'm going to have to say, thanks, God, but here, I'll leave your glory outside and I'm going to go over here to this thing. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to do this thing. Nobody's going to see me. It's in the privacy of my own home. I'm asking you, what will you do with what you are completely convinced of God? You can put your hands down. Thank you. I want you to know that this month we've talked about God in charge as a complete and supreme God. We've talked about not limiting our focus. You know, when you give, you're not giving just for your own self. We give in benevolence so we can help the many families in need. I need you to give more in benevolence. We put out way more expense in benevolence than we brought in. And what it says to me is that, yes, we have a need. And thank you, Jesus, that we're filling that need. But are we giving only for ourselves or are we giving to bless someone we'll never know about? I want to give of my life. I may bless someone that I'll never know I blessed them. I'm not doing it for credit on earth. Amen? I'm doing it in obedience to the Lord. He has a supreme love for each of us. And he has a necessity of repentance and change. That's why he went to the cross. That's why we celebrate Easter. It wasn't so we could have a big party. It was so that we could know no matter what you do, no matter what you've done, no matter what bad thoughts are in your brain, he came to forgive you again and again and again and again. He's in charge. He's sovereign. 
In Jonah 1.4, listen, if you think God is going to just say, oh, Natalie, you don't want to obey me anymore. Okay, see you later. Come back to me when you're ready. Well, let's look at what happened in Jonah. God said, Jonah, I love you. You're my servant. I need you to go to this city. And then Jonah was like, mm, I don't want to go to that city. There's bad people there. Exactly. That's why I'm sending you. Jonah didn't want to listen. So guess what God did in Jonah 1.4? He hurled the wind at Jonah. So Natalie, if you go off, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, he's going to hurl the Holy Spirit wind at you. And it's going to turn around you and you're going to be like, whoop, I am, yes, sir, Lord, whatever you want. That's not for your punishment. That wasn't for Jonah's punishment. It was for the preservation of the call of God on Jonah's life and for the people that God was sending him. Anybody get sent to Rome with your job? Let me see your hand. Who's not from Rome? If you're not from Rome, you were not born in Rome, raise your hand. You were not born in Rome, raise your hand. Okay? God sent you here. If you were born in Rome, raise your hand. Yeah, you were born in Rome. We got a few. Awesome. Either way, he sent us here to be together. Amen? God's mission is that we don't limit our focus and that we operate in that supreme love. God sent Jonah not for Jonah, but for Nineveh's wickedness. He did not send Jonah to get into the wickedness. Hear me. God didn't say, I'm sending you to this city, Rome, and I want you to do everything the way the Romans do it. No. He said, you are a child of God. I'm sending you to the city because I want you to walk different. I want you to talk different. I want you to shine bright. And when you pray, you're going to know that I'm listening because of your obedience. In Jonah's story, we see that necessity of repentance and change. However, <laughs> in Jonah 2, 7 and 10, Jonah's in the pit of the whale's belly before he repents. Some of us have had to get in a real nasty pit before we ask Jesus to forgive us. Here's what Jonah said. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I was shout. This is Jonah in the belly of the whale. Think about it. I was shouts of grateful praise. Did you shout with grateful praise when you were in the pit of despair? Jonah in the pit of despair is saying, Lord, wait a minute. With sacrifice to you, what I vowed I will make good. God, please hear me. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Now, is that God's compassion or what? And I also think it's kind of God's humor. <laughs> because when you get in the place of disobedience, you might get a little vomit on you. It might be a little nasty. And there may be some residual that you got to wash off. And I'm not just talking about in the physical. Maybe it's in the emotional. Maybe it's in the mental. I know this message is for somebody today. Romans 5.19 in the Passion Translation says this. One man's disobedience opened the door for all humanity to become sinners. So also one man's obedience opened the door for many to be made perfectly right with God and acceptable to him. Sin sees the roadblock as 
Sin sees the, uh, the law of God's word. Okay, hear me. Sin sees the law, God's word, as a roadblock to temporary excitement. That's what sin does. But following and loving Christ and his supremacy sees the law as protection, as the ability to honor his covenant with you and me. We don't follow the crowd. We follow Christ. Type that in the chat. We follow Christ. We don't follow the crowd. I'm asking you, if we're going to be the international Christian, which means Christ-centered fellowship of God in Rome, I want us not to be perfect, but to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And when we fail, and when we fall, and when we stumble, we run to this altar. You can make an altar in your house. You can make an altar online. Worship team, I want you to come. We're going to sing that song again, I Speak Jesus. And we're going to make a place of prayer right up here. And as the worship team comes, and as those who are online continue to to seek the Lord, I want to give you quickly 1 Samuel 15, 22, Proverbs 19, 16, Matthew 16, 24, and 25. And you're going to look those verses up later. And they talk about the blessing of obedience. Mark 9, 42 says, Whoever causes one of these little ones, that means the ones who are new in Christ, not just children, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and cast into the sea. Today, I'm asking you to speak Jesus over your life. I'm asking you to come to this altar. You can come for prayer on anything you need. I want you to stand with me all over this place. I want us to activate the Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, verses 20 through 23 in the Passion Translation says this. Then he showed them the wounds from his hand and his side. They were overjoyed to see the Lord with their own eyes. And Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. And he told them, just as the Father has sent me, I'm now sending you. And then taking a deep breath, everybody take a deep breath. In taking a deep breath in, Jesus blew on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. I can't do it in myself. You can't do it in yourself. We are going to make mistakes. We're not going to be perfect. But if I'm completely convinced, I must have obedience to God's ways. I want you to live completely convinced of his supremacy in every aspect of your life. Yao and Salome, would you come? Bose and Helen, I'm going to stand right here in the middle and I'm going to have my face shield as well. We're going to, while they, while they sing, I want you to come for prayer. Whatever it is, even if it's just a prayer blessing, I want you to come. I want you to move. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit is saying, I want to give you something that you need to walk in victory, to walk in light, to walk in love. Amen? To walk in healing, to walk in redemption. And so we pray for those online. And we pray for those here on campus that we will speak Jesus to our circumstance. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much 
for listening to the service and to the Word of God. And this is a moment now when I am so thankful to have the opportunity to pray with you. And I want to encourage you that maybe you know Jesus, maybe you believe of Jesus, but right now you want to invite Jesus to be the Lord over every circumstance in your life. So I want to pray with you. Now I want you to say the prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life, fill every part of my heart and my life with your love and with your power. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I'm going to live for you, Jesus. Forgive me for the things I've done that were wrong and help me to believe and to walk with you every day of my life. Thank you, Jesus for making me completely convinced that you love me and you're with me. In Jesus' name, amen. I also want to pray with you for any circumstance. So you can email us, you can write us, you can let us know praise reports. But today, I also want to say to you, the Lord knows those things that are weighing heavy on your heart. And so I want to pray a prayer of blessing and protection over you for this week, healing for whatever thing might be troubling you. Lord, I pray right now for your miracle working power. You know the one who is watching on another continent, in another city, at home because they're not well. And God, right now, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your healing virtue would flow into every circumstance that needs healing. God, that your provision, you are Jehovah Jireh. You will provide peace and finances and jobs and contracts right now. I pray that faith would come alive, that those things that this week have tried to discourage, Lord, I ask you that you would lift up the heart today. You would encourage the heart and let this one know that I am with you, says the Lord. I am working on the circumstance even behind the scenes. Trust me, says the Lord. Wait on me and see the miracle working power I will do for your life and for your family. Lord, we thank you, we trust you, and we declare the victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I praise God for what he's doing among us. We're getting ready for summer kids camp and spring kids festival. I want to thank you for your online giving. I want to uh, thank you for investing in the work of the kingdom. I ask you if you enjoy the service, share these videos with someone else. We are making a great impact around the world and we're getting testimonies every week of life change that is happening. So I bless you in the name of Jesus. I pray you have a fantastic week. It's spring. It's time to celebrate.